Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast on the Houston Rockets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? This is Locked On Rockets, your home for podcast coverage of the Houston Rockets. I'm your host, Ben DuBose. We don't usually do episodes on weekends. This is a Sunday, and especially in the offseason, that tends to be quiet or in the NBA universe. But folks, it's certainly not today. If you haven't already seen the report on Twitter, I strongly encourage you to go to the feed of Mark Berman. That's the sports director over at Fox here in Houston. He's at Mark Berman Fox 26. And he talked to Pat Beverly at a TriStar show today. Essentially, Beverly was just there to sign autographs. It wasn't a main media availability, but they do have a slight availability. And being on a Sunday afternoon, the only reporters who were actually there were Mark and one other reporter from KPRC. They weren't expecting much. They were just asking some generic questions about the offseason, uh, about his goals for potentially being first team all defense, that sort of thing. I just got off the phone with Mark. I definitely don't think that uh, Mark was anticipating news breaking, but Pat, he wears his heart on his sleeve. If nothing else, he is very honest, and Mark asked the question, and the response from Pat was that he had heard there was speculation he could be going to another team, so there are a lot of teams that want his talent, and that's a special feeling. More interesting than that, the most interesting part of the entire thing was that Pat Beverly went out of his way, and again, you can watch the video on Mark Berman's Twitter page, but Beverly went out of his way to specifically identify the Chris Paul rumor as potentially a catalyst, of course, for him possibly leaving for another team. And that's interesting on a lot of levels. First off, this Chris Paul thing, while it has been discussed here on this show, this is not like a... This is not Chris Bosh in 2014-level hype yet. We've had one report in the LA Times, and it wasn't anywhere near the lead. It's kind of buried in the middle of the story. He's going to meet with the Rockets, the Nuggets, and the Spurs. Uh, Woj said it in passing on a podcast. The reference to Houston was one sentence. Now, I've discussed it at length on this podcast because that's what we do. We break down everything with regards to the Rockets. But it's not like there's this huge, never-ending storyline between Chris Paul and the Rockets. So for Pat Beverly to go out of his way, and again, you can hear the question that Mark asked. Mark did not ask him about Chris Paul at all, did not say that name. So for Beverly to go out of his way to bring up that name, I highly doubt that it's simply based on that throwaway line in an L.A. Times story. My guess is that Pat's agent, his representation, people around him, other people are also hearing that rumor, that possibility. And, of course, if you're Pat Beverly and you're a point guard, that has to make you wonder about what your long-term future is. Now, looking at this from both sides, for the Rockets, keep in mind, Pat Beverly is under contract for two more seasons at an average of under $6 million per year. He signed that four-year deal in the 2015 offseason before the new salary cap exploded. It's an absolute bargain contract, and the Rockets are not going to be keen to give him up just to give him up. I think we all know, even if Pat Beverly takes it to another step, and it has to be pointed out now that Pat Beverly has not asked for a trade. It was not that forward. He simply discussed uh, the fact that he had heard rumors and showed that he was open to it. He's not asking for a trade. But even if he were to ask for a trade, it's not a given that the Rockets would pursue it because 
quite frankly, if Beverly were to, say, not get traded and then not play hard, he would be tanking his own value. And for Pat Beverly, everything is about getting more value in the years ahead, because obviously he's underpaid now. He wants to get paid more. He wants to get paid relative to the new salary cap. So folks, he's not going to... I know a lot of folks, whenever they hear a guy wants out, they immediately say, well, should we keep an unhappy player? Folks, if he doesn't play to his full potential, he's going to be diminishing his own earning power. So don't buy that. The Rockets could move him, but it's not just going to be because he asked out. However, the reason he's asking out, let's be upfront with this. This is a big business summer for Pat Beverly. First off, he is eligible. Uh, this is a quirk of the new CBA, but he's eligible for a three-year, $31 million extension that would start in the 2019-2020 season this summer. Now, the Rockets could give it to him and basically keep his contract the exact same for the next two years, but it would uh, basically give a $10 million a year deal for the next three seasons all the way through 2021-2022. And there's been some talk that the Rockets could consider that because in the new salary cap, $10 million a year for Pat Beverly, in theory, seems to be a pretty good deal. However, if there's one thing we know about Daryl Morey, he does not, if it's not a star player, and Pat Beverly, we all like him, but he's not a star Daryl Morey likes flexibility, and so Pat Beverly, he has had a lot of injury concerns in his past. Do the Rockets want to lock him up for five years? Personally, I find that a little bit unlikely. Maybe if it was a one-year, but I don't know what the incentive is for Pat, uh, because clearly free agency, he and a lot of guys can get paid uh, in this new cap environment. I don't know if the Rockets at this point want to bet on any player other than a true star for five years, because if injuries happen, anything else happens, that deal has potential to become an albatross, and I think Daryl would, would rather wait until it's less of a commitment than that. I don't think that based on that alone, that that would make Pat Beverly want a trade to go somewhere else to get that three-year, $30 million extension, because it's quite possible that if Beverly just plays out the last two years of his contract and then enters free agency in July 2019 that he could get more money um, than three for 30 then. It's not a given. Now, he could take the extension now if it were offered to kind of uh, hedge his bet and just take the security, but I don't think it's desperate. He doesn't have to do that because potentially he can go out and have two good years. He might be first team all defense this year and then go out and earn even more. But the flip side is that if he does not take the extension now. If he does not go the 3 for 31 route, and my guess is that the Rockets don't want to give him that because I just don't see the Rockets committing that long to a player that is not a true star because there are way too many things that can happen, and Daryl Morey knows that in this era of Golden State, you need flexibility. If Beverly does not get that extension, then what he needs more than anything is playing time so that he can go out and make the case in July 2019 for the Rockets or whoever it may be to give him the most money possible. And while he would still be a good basketball fit on this team in Houston, even if Chris Paul is added and you have both Chris Paul and James Harden here, at the same time, that might cap his minutes at about 25 minutes per game. And that's not necessarily the showcase that he might desire to go out and get the rich contract that he potentially wants, either through an extension now or gearing up for free agency in July 2019. So I think those are the dynamics. I don't think he's unhappy with Houston per se. I think he's got a lot of friendships in that locker room. But I think if there's one thing they realize, it's a business. You can see uh, all the players in that locker room, as tight as they are, 
there's a line between the game and business. We saw that a lot with Demo, and Demo had a lot of friends in that locker room. Beverly, uh, Ariza, we saw a few weeks ago that Beverly, uh, not Beverly, excuse me, Ariza and Demo went to an Astros game together. And folks were wondering, wow, is that surprising? No, not at all, because Demo had and still has a lot of friends. But when that weird stuff with Demo was going on, they, it's essentially a lie. Everybody's going to do what the best business decision is for them, and they just kind of put up a wall. They're friends, regardless of whether they're here or not. So that's that's kind of where things are with Beverly. I think he enjoys being here. I don't think he wants to leave Houston by any stretch. I think he enjoys his teammates. He enjoys the locker room. But I think he knows this is a big business summer for him. Either he's going to get that extension, or if he's not, he wants to start positioning himself for that next deal in July 2019. And if he were to stick around with the Rockets, who hypothetically in this scenario add Chris Paul and don't give him an extension, then he's not getting guaranteed money and he's not necessarily getting as many minutes as he would desire to start proving himself for that that next contract. So that's a scenario where I could see that kind of perturbing him a little bit. I don't think it's so much disrespect of, oh, the Rockets are going after another point guard and I've given my all. You know, there might be a little bit of that, but I think at the end of the day, these guys know you need as many stars as possible to compete with the likes of the Golden State Warriors. I think everyone understands. I think Pat Beverly is not in denial of the type of player that he is. There might be a little bit of a pride issue there, but bigger than that, it's uh, about the business, and so that's what he's trying to do. The flip side is that if you are the Rockets, now I do think they would consider moving him because, again, we have heard in the past that Beverly's had a lot of interest, including at the trade deadline this year. If you guys remember, there was talk that the Bulls were looking for a package headlined by Beverly to move, move Todd Gibson rather than um, the deal that ultimately sent him to Oklahoma City. And Houston, of course, told the Bulls and other teams that Beverly was not available. But based on his deal... Based on the fact that he has two years left, an absolute steal of a contract, multiple years, and the potential to extend, this is the definition of selling high. I don't know if Pat Beverly will ever have more value on the open market than he has right now. And in this scenario where the Rockets land Chris Paul, they would almost certainly have to send Ryan Anderson out somewhere else uh, to free up the salary cap room for Chris. So if that were to happen, the Rockets would have a little bit of a hole up front. And yes, I could see Daryl Morey feeling out that market. could be just, you know, kind of the perfect storm to get a little bit of value, you know, get value. uh, Maybe you're a little too stocked in the backcourt. Now, as I said last week, I do think there's a role. You can still have Pat Beverly here and playing a big role alongside Chris Paul and James Harden. But at the same time, if his value is high, you do have a lot of guys in the backcourt. Eric Gordon definitely here. Lou Williams might be too. It depends on exactly what terms Chris Paul would want. But maybe, you know, your talent is a little backcourt heavy, so maybe you do look at it as an opportunity to shift from a backcourt heavy group to getting a little more talent in the front court. So I do think that's something that the Rockets would look at because it could benefit them by balancing the roster a little more. And it sounds like that if Chris Paul were to come and the Rockets are reluctant to give Beverly as an extension, maybe that's maybe he would want to go elsewhere anyway. So I do think that's a possibility. Of course that's there's one huge step to go in this, which is um the signing of Chris Paul. But again, this is all under the hypothetical. It's not just hypothetical. It's one that Beverly himself threw out there today. So that's what I want to discuss with that. But the flip side, the Rockets do not have to move him because they have two more years left on that contract. They could still get value for him in 2018 if they need. And as I said, leading off, even if Pat Beverly is a little bit miffed, a little bit unhappy, folks, he's not going to tank because if he tanks his own play, he's going to be taking away his value on the open market. So yes, there would be rough feelings, but I don't think there's genuine pride issues. I don't think there's genuine bad blood. I just think it's a business decision. And we've seen the Rockets, Daryl Morey is not afraid of 
awkward situations, as evidenced by the whole Demo fiasco last year. He's not afraid of the awkwardness. Now, I certainly don't think that it would be anything like that, because for starters, uh, Pat Beverly is under contract until July 2019. But beyond that, I think the communication is good. I think it's a business decision. It's a big summer for Pat Beverly, and that he'd like to either get the extension or at least feel like he's moving in the right direction on being in a role where he's at least positioning himself to get a much richer contract. And, you know, if the Rockets add Chris Paul, maybe that's not here. And so then you combine that with the fact that the Rockets uh, need, in this scenario, might need a little bit more roster balance, getting more help in the front court, specifically to replace Ryan Anderson. I do think the Rockets would look at the trade landscape, and you could argue that with multiple years left, possibility for an extension, that Pat Beverly's contract uh, is never going to be better positioned for the Rockets from a leverage standpoint to sell than right now. So I do think it's a possibility. I think they'll look around, but they do not have to do anything. They have the option to keep him because I do think he's a good fit alongside Chris Paul and James Harden. They have him under contract. It's not like he's going to hold out. Uh, so again, it's not desperate. I don't think there's truly bad blood. I think it's business, but I do think it's something that uh, both sides will keep in in the back of their minds. And if Chris Paul doesn't come here, I think it's I think it's something that can be smoothed over pretty quickly. I don't think that there are really truly hurt feelings here. I think Pat Beverly understands his role. I think everyone around the NBA knows the importance of pooling A-list talents together, which is something that has to happen um, in this era of the Golden State Warriors. So I wouldn't worry about it from a chemistry standpoint, anything like that. It's just a matter of if the Chris Paul scenario happens, then that's something that maybe you have to keep in the back of your mind, because especially if Pat Beverly looks like he may want to leave in 2019 anyway, and the Rockets can get a little more value in balancing their roster with a little bit more front court help, then maybe that's something to keep in the back of your mind as you get to July. It's not something a lot of us had on the front burner, because I think a lot of folks look at it from a standpoint of, well, this guy is such a great bargain on his contract. Why would the Rockets move him now? Well, the flip side is because he's a bargain, his value is never going to be higher. So that's why you have to think about it a little bit. And with this being a, a, a summer in which you could potentially add a little bit more help at the point guard spot, a lot more help if it's Chris Paul from uh, elsewhere, I do think it's something that the Rockets would at least consider if the stars align and if Chris Paul were to somehow come to Houston. That's one big if, but as I said leading off, the thing that's really interesting more than anything else that Pat Beverly said today, it's the fact that he went out of his way to discuss Chris Paul specifically by name without being asked. That, to me, is a pretty big deal. So, again, there's a lot of things that can change. We're still almost two weeks from just the start of free agency. So things can change just as it did in June 2013. It looked like that Chris Paul was going to go to the Rockets, and then all of a sudden the Clippers finalized the deal for Doc, and he stays. There's a lot of moving parts to this, but for right now, it seems like there's a lot of credence to the rumors. Every couple of days we hear something whisper a little bit more. It's been a while since we've heard anything firm with regards to Chris Paul and the Clippers, or even Chris Paul and the Spurs. So you combine that silence with this kind of just slow trickle of news linking Chris Paul and the Rockets, and boy, uh, it's an interesting scenario in which a lot of things uh, could potentially happen once July 1st gets here. Uh, Not this coming Saturday, but a week from this coming Saturday, 13 days. So with that said, I think we can uh, tie up, put a nice little bow on this brief Sunday episode of Locked on Rockets. As always, appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is Ben DuBose, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben DuBose. This is Locked on Rockets, your home for podcast coverage of the Houston Rockets. Follow us on Twitter at Ben DuBose. Also, don't hesitate to email LockedOnRockets at gmail.com. If you've got questions for me, suggestions, advertising inquiries, anything we can do to make this a better program for you, the Rockets fan. 
Now, as far as the rest of the week, we might hear a few more rumors, but I anticipate that really next week, the days right leading up uh, until July 1st is when we'll hear a little more concrete rumors about free agency. One big reason I don't know if we're going to hear that many uh, true leaks this week is, you know, the NBA, of course, there's contact prior to July 1st because how else do teams know where to be at midnight on that night? Of course, there's a little bit of contact, typically through intermediaries, but you don't want to have any specifics lined up that far in advance, especially not if they leak, because at that point, it, you know, a team that loses a player might be a little upset and potentially can look into tampering allegations, stuff like that. I think this week will be a little quieter. We might hear a few rumors here and there. We did have the Paul George thing today, but that's less to do with free agency and more to do with just overall state of the franchise because he's going to be a free agent in July 2018. He's trying to kind of uh, potentially force a move this summer. In terms of actual free agents in July, this week might be a little quiet, and then next week, once we get closer to July 1st, uh, I think you'll have more leaks, because at that point, I think everyone knows that, yes, there's a little bit of contact between intermediaries that has to happen just to set up the schedules and that sort of thing. I think this week, the focus will be on the draft, and so in the next few days, we'll start talking a little more about that. Tough to talk too in-depth about players, because the Rockets are at 43 and 45. We have no idea who's going to be on the board there, but the Rockets will get a couple of good opportunities to add to their depth, add to their pipeline, which could be relevant if the Rockets have to jettison a lot of salaries to make room for Chris Paul or any of their top free agents. Your ability to potentially plug holes internally for cheap the way they potentially can with drafting uh, Sam Decker and Montrezl Harrell a couple of years ago. If you can draft well and have those plug-and-play guys, that helps you so much because it gives you the flexibility to move more players for a run at someone like Chris Paul or even Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I saw your post, CyberX. I'm, I'm watching. It seems a little difficult to uh, imagine both Chris and Gordon fitting into use and salary structure, but I would not uh, I would not rule out anything with Daryl Morey, but to make a move for one guy, two max guys, the type of big fish that we know Daryl Morey is going to be after because he's done it every single year here in Houston, uh, the odds are... You need to draft well because you need the odds are that you're going to need some of those players to fill rotation roles for cheap. So the second round, we have that Thursday to look forward to, and hopefully the Rockets can get a couple of contributors then that, if needed, could be contributors sooner rather than later, at least from a depth perspective, allowing the Rockets to hopefully get in the game for some of these A-list players, such as Chris Paul. So again, before I sign off, I want to reiterate what I think was a real important takeaway. It's less about what Pat Beverly said today, his interview at a card show in Houston, and it's more about the context in which he said it. This was not a major media event. There were two reporters there. This was not a state of basketball, the state of the union. Now, Pat Beverly is an honest guy. He will say what's on his mind at all times, so it's not totally shocking from that standpoint. But no one asked him about Chris Paul. This was not a situation in which he felt like he had to address it. He went out of his way to mention that possibility. So that in and of itself speaks volumes to me that the rumor, even if there aren't too many sources on it yet in the national press, it sure sounds like behind the scenes there's a little bit of discussion. So still 13 days away from free agency, but it's yet another small whisper and indication that, yeah, this Chris Paul thing in the Rockets, it might be very real. Now, it's not going to be easy to get him, but it sure it sure sounds like they're at least going to make a very legitimate try at it. So a lot to uh, look forward to in the next couple of weeks as we get closer to that July 1st opening to free agency. For now, hope everybody enjoys the rest of their Sunday, and I'll be talking with you again uh, throughout the week as we gear up for Thursday's draft.